listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com, asking the hard-hitting questions of the day, like if there's no football being played this weekend, is it still a football Friday? Football Friday. Still sounds like it. That's all I know. Hey, today's an anniversary. I mean, there's a few things going on today, but one of the things that took place 21 years ago today, Brady and the Patriots won their first ever Super Bowl. What was a bigger upset to you? What felt like a bigger upset? When the Patriots beat the Rams or when the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots? When the Giants beat the undefeated Patriots. Because by that point, we had established so much with New England. And that team was so damn good and was scoring at such a high rate that we didn't think they could be stopped. And the Giants did it. And I remember being stunned about Brady winning the first one because the Rams were really good and no one saw it coming. But then we built upon the dynasty that is the Patriots. And I think the Giants winning was bigger. It's a great question, by the way. The point spread difference, you know, depending on where you look, was anywhere from one and a half to two point difference. The Patriots were either a 14 or 14 and a half point dog. And the Giants were, I believe, at kickoff 12 and a half to the undefeated Patriots. And the Patriots were, I believe, tied for the second biggest underdog to win the Super Bowl. The Jets, obviously, over the Colts in Super Bowl three, and that line's been documented as anywhere from 17 to 18 and a half. But believe the Patriots tied, I thought it was the Chiefs in Super Bowl four, Mark, who were like 14, 14 and a half uh, underdogs to the Vikings when they won. But I believe it's, it's regarded as basically the second biggest upset in Super Bowl history. And the Giants are, you know, when they beat the undefeated Patriots, it's top five. So, you know, that's why I asked you what felt, because the Patriots' first one is, you know, by point spread, the bigger upset. And if you think back, no one was giving them a chance. The only person I remember nationally, there was one person that picked the Patriots, Joe Theismann. And there was also, you know, during the week, they like played some sort of video game and what have you. And the video game forecasted the Patriots winning. And everybody said, well, you no need to buy that, you know, video game. But his last game, Summerall and Madden did together. Where Madden said play for OT. Mm-hmm. Yep because the Rams tied it with a minute and a half to go and Patriots were backed up after the kickoff. And I think they were inside like their 15 and Madden just said, no, no, inexperienced quarterback. And the Patriots had scored 17 points on the day, all the points off turnovers. 
So they had not essentially begun a drive themselves and finished it off by scoring points. Their two touchdowns and a field goal all came off three Rams turnovers. And believe me, people were not criticizing Madden, you know, for saying what he said. No, I'm guessing most of us at home were thinking the same thing when he said it. Absolutely. Get this sucker to overtime and hope you get the ball and can kick a field goal. And the Patriots went on to say, well, basically, we were trying to get a first down to make sure we didn't have to punt the ball back. And then once we got the first down, it was like, well, okay, let's see what we can do from here. And that was the beginning of another legend also. You know, that Coleman, you know, the kicker. I mean, has there been a kicker who's made more big game-winning kicks in the playoffs than Adam Vinatieri? I mean, heck, the Super Bowl where he kicked five field goals for the Colts is like an afterthought. Ah, whatever. Please. Yeah, it really wasn't Tom at that point. It was defense and a kicker. Yeah. Remember, he made the kick in the snow to tie the game against the Raiders after the whole tuck thing. It was a very momentous, historic playoff. That was Gruden's last game with the Raiders. Some Roland Madden's last game was 21 years ago today. But just, and Tom only retired 48 hours ago. <laughs> Two AB. Two AB, David. Unbelievable. Man, oh, man. So, eh, just a, you know, two poll questions I guess we have today. One, can you have it be a football Friday if you don't have a football game this weekend? And yes, no, maybe so. And then which one felt like a bigger upset to you? It was 21 years ago today that the Patriots dynasty began. The upset of the Rams, the greatest show on turf. And, I mean, you think about the Hall of Famers that they had on offense. I mean, the left tackle, the quarterback, the running back, and Isaac Bruce is already in. And don't don't we think that Torrey Holt's borderline. He's been a finalist before. He's a finalist again. But, I mean, think about that. And that team, that team lost with five Hall of Famers on the offensive side of the ball. And scored 17 points. When everybody had them running it up in the 30s. So, just, you know, trip down memory lane there. 21 years ago today, the dynasty began. How many, If you, and I hate doing this to you, I should have asked you before, but how many Hall of Famers on the New England team? Well, and... If you were to present, I think, for some of the Patriot players, don't you bring up all the Hall of Famers we shut down in the Super Bowl 21 years ago today? But I believe they have two defensively. All right, Ty Law, and isn't Seymour in? Didn't he get in yeah. last year? Yeah. So I think now... And then obviously Brady will be one, we know that, but... Correct. But offensively, you know, that was pre-Gronk. 
you know, that was pre them acquiring Randy Moss. So I don't think any of their offensive linemen are going to get in. Now, obviously, their coach is going. Oh, and I will say, and I think the kicker's going. I was just going to ask you because I think he's going as well. Definitely. I mean, come on. He, he literally won two Super Bowls. Final play of the game. Their first two championships. He kicked the game-winning field goal. That's after the kick in the snow. Oh, yeah, five field goals for the Colts in a Super Bowl win. Oh, I definitely think he's going. So you'll end up with Brady, Vinatieri, two on defense, and Belichick. But, you know, they got had a lot of good players, though, that were, quote-unquote, not Hall of Famers, though. You know, a lot of good players. You know, like Teddy Bruschi, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Now, I think he's a Patriots Hall of Famer, but I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. There are some that do, though. But it's pretty close when you when you look at it in its entirety. Then you look back at that upset. Well, they were wrong about a bunch of players on the New England team being better than they were. We hadn't really seen the Belichick defense. We hadn't talked about it on a national level yet because we're still talking about the greatest show on turf. That was the most important thing in the Correct. sport at that time. And the Rams also, by the way, had a Hall of Fame cornerback in Aeneas Williams. I mean, there was actually six Hall of Famers on that team, five on offense. Well, I four now, but I think I think Tory Holt's getting in. Is what I'm saying. Whether it's this year or what have you, I think he's getting in. I think ultimately, when it's over, you'll have five on offense and you'll have one on defense, and they lost. And that was pretty much the end. I mean, they had a good year two years later, and Carolina went into St. Louis and beat them in the divisional round in the playoffs in overtime, and. But the Patriots began theirs and ended one that would have been called one if they had won their second in three years. And we certainly thought they were building one. If you think back, that this was not going to end after that year. They were going to win that game against New England, and they were coming right back. Because yeah. they had taken the league by complete storm. Absolutely. Yeah, for three years, it was just, you know, they were playing video game football, all the points they were scoring. No stopping them. It's funny how that works. That's why, you know, I keep bringing up with Mahomes in Kansas City. Andy Reid's a Hall of Fame coach. Mahomes, I think we'd all bet right now he's going to end up in Canton. Certainly Kelsey's going to end up in Canton. It's an amazing run they've had. Five straight conference championship games. Three trips to the Super Bowl in the last four seasons. That's unbelievable. You can count on one hand the teams that have done that in the history of the league. And right now, it is, you know, I mean, obviously this the line's a lot closer in this game, but the Eagles have a bunch of guys that were see and develop. If, yeah. you, if you were to draw the similarities, here are the Eagles coming out of nowhere, so to speak. Last year making the run to get into the playoffs. This year continuing it. Eagles with a young offense outside of Kelsey, but an old defense. 
in a lot of places. And if not old, on expiring contracts. I mean, most of that defense is a free agent here coming up in a month. So we'll see how the Eagles keep it together as well. But they do have a young offense which should stay together. But they win a week from Sunday. Guys then go get paid. So that defense will look very differently. So 21 years ago today, Brady, Belichick, the Patriots dynasty began. We stopped using first names for guys 21 years ago tonight. Bigger upset. Patriots over the greatest show on turf or six years later, Giants beating the undefeated Patriots. Miller and Moulton. Thanks so much for listening. Play of the Day is next. Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Pat Kerwin has spent all week in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Practices, I believe, have wrapped up. I think today's a big charity day. Maybe some light workouts take place today. And then the game takes place over the weekend. So Pat has seen three days worth of workouts, and you know how he zeroes in on the position groups. So we'll talk a little league at large, but also we'll get his thoughts on uh, some guys who we may be hearing more of in about two and a half months with Pat Kerwin at the top of the hour. The other thing we get from Pat here at the, at the Senior Bowl is where there's a heavy load at a position or a position group. You start finding out where there's some depth at positions and seeing what's there for the draft. So always good to talk a little senior bowl with Pat, although he's nervous about the senior bowl because the NFL network has got the East West shrine game. They're into that. They, they think they may lose players. It's changed a little bit how the coaching has gone for this game. So a little bit of time of flux between what's going on at the senior bowl and the East West shrine game for all you college football fans to keep an eye on. Well, there is no doubt that the NFL sometimes does not adhere to the rule of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, they're they're always tinkering. I guess that's how you get bigger and better, right? I mean, sometimes you screw up, but if you keep tinkering, although I don't know, Mark. I mean, golfers are always tinkering with drivers and putters. I mean, you know, at the and end of the swing. day. I mean, come on, Tiger Woods at the height of his game. Changed his entire golf swing. Twice. That was before he had to change it for injuries, but yes. Mm-hmm. But now we asked, you know, an informal poll question last segment. I'll ask you, because I don't play anymore. If you could spend your next life are you going to tinker with drivers and putters or are you pretty much going to stick with quite frankly, you know, just obviously technology will have you buy a different driver, but you know what I mean? Light, heavy, nine degrees, 10 and a half degrees, that sort of deal. Or, and think about what we putted with when we first started picking up the game and then how many putters we go through and what do we end up always doing? Going back to the first one. Whatever that, what, whatever, wherever that first love was with the putter, David, you go back to that first love. 
So if we had to do it over again, would you be a tinkerer? Or would you just stay with, you know, the old standby? I'm pretty much a stay with the old standby guy, and there's a reason for that. Golf clubs are expensive. They are that. They are that. It was it was easier to tinker a generation or it, so. It really was. You know, I don't know about you, Mark. We used to bet clubs. Like, I lost my zebra putter once. I had to win it back. Okay. Wait a minute. You bet your putter? I did. I did. You're a degenerate. I, was, I am so I, impressed right now. I was losing to someone I should not have been losing to. And then he drained like a huge putt for birdie to you know win the particular bet. And so I, of course, pressed because, you know, that's what you do. And but. I didn't have the money on me to press and he knew that. And so he said, well, you know, what am I going to win? And he's like, no, 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 you're not going to owe me. We, we, you know, at the end of the day, it's a cash game. Right. Exactly. I don't want Venmo out here for crying out loud. So it's like the poker game in which you go, fine. You take your watch off and you throw it in the middle of the pile. Fine. Here, I'll raise you. And so I said, fine. Okay. I'll tell you what, you know, nine more. We'll do the zebra putter on my end. And if I win, we're even. And that guy hammed and egged and beat me. So I had to, you know, just chase after him for months to finally play again. And he said, I'm going to have to be like over a hundred dollars down to put the putter back in play. And so I said, okay. So I eventually got him over a hundred dollars down. He had to put the putter back in play. And there you go. I went three months later, I had the putter again. My grandfather didn't talk to me until I got the putter back. He was furious with me. I can see where your grandfather, who probably bought that putter for you, would be upset that you gambled that putter away. <laughs> yes, he was. As, as a matter of fact, How he was. long did you go without telling him? Um, we played a round of golf two weeks later, and he's like, where's your putter? And I go, ah, I just haven't been playing well. I'm putting well with it lately. I just figured I'd switch. And he just kind of looked at me. All right. And then, you know, like a week or so after that, he finally was like, seriously, where's your putter? Tony has it. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Lost it in a bet. Yes. And I was like 16, too. I mean, so he's thinking his only grandchild is really going down the wrong path here. That was the Ray Floyd zebra putter, man. That was... It's hot. Putter's last stand, cross-handed zebra, David. I thought it was like the most iconic club in the game at the time. I know some thought the bullseye titleist putter was, but or the ping putter, but to me, the Ray Floyd zebra putter was I awful. Mean, I, <laughs> no, to me, it was the most expensive bottle of wine you left on the shelf and you never opened. And I lost it basically in a card game in my grandfather's eyes, right? Miller and Moulton, time now for our Clutch Vodka Play of the Day. I have no idea today, David, none whatsoever. I saw him doing a little work over there. I'm hoping hoping we got something good. I'm 99.9% sure it's basketball because that's all that was played last night. So, Felipe, what do you got? <laughs> well, you're right. It is basketball. To the NBA we go. I'll tell you what, man. When Anthony Davis is healthy, he is a reckon, force to be reckoned with. He was clutch on both ends of the floor. He had a bucket last night, had a block, game-saving as well. Here's the audio. 
Ruff stops, had a shot if he wanted. Instead, it's in very deep. AD scores! Anthony Davis! Tyrese Halliburton trying to work one-on-one over it. Blocked by Davis! We got a whistle. No, we don't. Lakers have it. Look at AD. He's fired up. He is fired up. Plays on both ends of the court, and that's our Clutch Vodka play of the day. That's Clutch with the K. Check out Clutch Vodka wherever you buy your spirits. Look for it at ClutchSpirits.com and hashtag all of your drinks with the hashtag Clutch Spirits. They're a much better team when he plays. It's funny how that works. Right. Funny, funny how, you know, one of the top 20 players in the game, when he's healthy, along with one of the other top 20 players in the game, how much better they are. That's all sports really is, isn't it? Just whoever can stay the healthiest. Yeah, a lot of sports. Yeah, especially in the modern era. Lakers just a game out of the play-in, by the way, for what that's worth. And four games out of probably fifth in the conference. <laughs> Let's see. Do some quick math there. Wow, Mark, you said four games. There are actually three games behind Dallas and the Clippers for a tie for fourth. Okay. That's unbelievable. That's if absurd. one team in the West goes on a, a run, you know, where they, you know, some team gets hot and wins 10 of 12, they can change that whole conference around right now. Pelicans have lost 10 straight. They were top three for months. Yes, they were. Listen, I said it earlier. If you're in the Western Conference, I think you go for it this year. I mean, come on now. Denver, Memphis, Sacramento are the top three teams in the West right now. It's like seriously not going to go for it this year if you're in the West? You know, it's, to me, it's a lot of what Toronto's going to do because those are the two players everybody's talking about. Uh, Sockham. Siakam, yeah. Well, and OG and even Van Fleet. I mean, I've seen three oh, different... Yeah. And Van Fleet, right. Three different Raptors being talked about being traded. It's whether or not they're going to rip it down or not. The West is sort of like the NFC. It's wide open. I like that. And I think I like it's more that. wide open than the NFC. It's, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't mind the comparison, but I think it's even more wide open because I think we all thought Philadelphia and San Francisco were, and maybe even Dallas to a lesser extent, were head and shoulders above the rest, where right now a, a team that's in the play-in could end up in the conference final. Denver's the best team in the West, by the way. They need and to I get defense. They need to pick up a defender. And I think the Clippers are saying, Felipe, hold my beer. Miller and Moulton. Thanks so much for listening. Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour. Pat Kerwin to join us at the top of the hour. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Kicking around a few things today. So apparently it is a football Friday, even though we have no football. It's a football Friday. How? I don't know. <laughs> Are you just clinging, holding on? Every Friday is a football Friday in my world. Even in three weeks? Even in 13 weeks? Yes. Okay. Let me ask you this. 
Uh-huh. 13 weeks from now. Let me see. Quick math. Three months from now, that'll be early May. Will we do more NFL football segments than we do any other sport in that show? Whoo-wee! The draft will have just come and gone, but we'll be, you know, a full week removed from it. it it'll be close. It'll be close. You know how we roll. We'll be in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Baseball will be a month old. You know, I'm sure the LIV and the PGA Tour guys will still be sending nasty tweets about one another. And Patrick Reed will probably be accused of cheating again. So, you know, we'll have a lot on our plate. I was reading a little baseball stuff yesterday. And it is interesting. You know, we talk about the shift of power in the NFL, the shift of power in the NBA. And it looks like there's a little bit of that same shift of power right now in baseball. I was just looking at some power rankings, if you will. But of the top 10 teams, of the top nine teams, rather, you only have three American League teams listed on one of these power rankings I was looking at. Now, you've got Houston, who's ranked number one. You've got the Yankees, who are two. And you've got Toronto, that's eight. It just, when you look at the Phillies, who went to the World Series last year, and they're not picked to win their own division, and they may be picked to finish third by some people in their division. And that's where they finished in that division last year. Well, I will say this. Like, of the teams that made the playoffs last year in the National League, you know, we do this in football all the time. And we usually have two or three teams that we can easily replace teams with. You tell me who made the playoffs last year in the National League who's going to miss it this year. Braves, Mets, and Phillies all made it out of the East. Dodgers and Padres made it out of the West. Cardinals won the Central. You tell me which one of those six doesn't make it this year. I mean, does somebody new win the Central? Because Possibly. I mean, the Brewers are right there. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're very close to where... Mm-hmm. St. Louis is, so. Yep. Now, the Cubs will be better, but I don't think no. they'll win the division better. But but that's just it, by the way. You mentioned one team. It's not like there's two or three teams in that division that you think could take the Cardinals down. We don't think the Cubs can, the Reds can, or the Pirates can. I mean, nobody. the Nats and the Marlins ain't finishing ahead of Mets, Braves, Phillies. Okay? And out west you got Rockies, Diamondbacks, who you can push to the side. So do the Giants have another season out of nowhere? Remember, they missed on almost every free agent they went for, and they were a 500 team a year ago. And the Padres have continued to spend and acquire players and are seemingly better again this year than they were a year ago. So this would be like, and sometimes we do this, Mark. I mean, listen, let's face it. We've done it in college football now for a half a dozen years in which we think at least three of the four teams who made it the year before are going to make it again. Who's going to make the playoff this year? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to go Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson. So I just looked, and it's actually only three of the top, on this particular article, three of the top 10 teams are American League teams. Seven of the top 10 are all in the NL. That's all. I just found that to be, is there a shift of power going on in baseball right now where the National League is that much more dominant than the American League? Well, 
could be the same thing as the NFL right now, where we look at teams and quarterbacks and go, boy, is the AFC loaded. And congratulations to the Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Exactly. Because Houston still on paper is the best team in baseball. In baseball. Even, yeah. even with losing Verlander, they're, they're – Starting pitching's really solid. Their bats are ridiculous. That whole tanking thing they did, by the way, 10-plus years ago, that worked. And for the record, they they tanked well. They cheated, and they tanked, okay, and they spied on people, you know, through computers and everything. I mean, they were – man, they did it well. It's awesome. Way to go, guys. They made they've made the playoffs what since 2015 they've made the playoffs like seven out of eight years. I don't know. That seems pretty good to me. Not too shabby, David. Not too shabby. Went to like what three, four World Series, won a four World Series, won a couple. That seems pretty good. I don't know. I think most of us would take that. Would you take it, by the way, if your organization was known as a bunch of cheaters? Probably. I mean, at the end of the day, when it's your team, it's really easy to point the finger at the Astros and call them cheaters and right. because none of you are Astros fans. Right. But if it were the Yankees or the Boston Red Sox, you know, two teams that may or may not have cheated at one time or another, I didn't see it affecting their fan base all that much. So I think inside your own house, win, baby. They're just trying harder. I, Houston And Houston's played an us-against-the-world mentality ever since with their fan base as well. And they've won. I'll say this, though. If we're right about how half the National League is basically – I mean, come on. You, you realistically cannot see seven of the 15 teams in the National League make the playoffs. I mean, come on. Mar- Marlins, Nats fan. I mean, listen, we'd have to check your medication if you think you're making the playoffs. Is it possible with the Marlins? Sure. They've got good pitching. But they have the worst offense in Major League Baseball. I mean, at some point, you got to score some runs. Well, like in the Central, Reds and Pirates have zero chance. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? I mean, this year they have zero chance. Actually, a bunch of, you know, they've got prospects in the whole deal, but probably 2025 is the next time that we can think about one of those two teams making the playoffs. And then, you know, sorry, Arizona and Colorado. It's it's too far-fetched. So there's six of the 15 right there. You you think no chance of making the playoffs. That leaves nine for six spots with just a chance. And then we dig down. Cubs, really? I mean, it would be one of the... It might be a top three Cubs Cinderella season of all time if they even snuck in as a six seed this year. It basically comes down to is Milwaukee or San Francisco going to knock one of the six from last year out? And it would be a bigger surprise if San Francisco did it, given the fact who didn't they not get this offseason? They went after Aaron Judge, failed. Correa, they failed. They, I, I don't think they did anything to make their team better from a year ago. Took a couple of big swings and missed on both. One for medical reasons, one they just were never getting them. American League, meanwhile, you can 
I mean, let's face it. First off, the the Central is just who knows what you're going to get out of Central. You know that the Guardians are going to pitch, honestly, and otherwise you, you have no idea what's happening in the Central. So you can make a case for the Twins. You can make a case for the White Sox, and you know probably can't make a case for the Royals and the Tigers because they went backwards last year. I mean, out west, yeah, I know you got Houston, and then you got Seattle. Yeah. And Seattle's but, expected to do big things this year. They they are. They they are, I don't want to say playoff or bust, but yeah, they're pretty much at a playoff or bust mode. They think that they're a playoff team. The Angels are all in because this could be the last year that they have Trout and Otani together with Rendon. All right. Texas has spent about a billion dollars in free agency the last two years, so they'll be much improved. And the East, you could see you know, three, four teams there in which you think, I mean, I don't know if the Orioles can duplicate what they did last year because they added literally no one this offseason. I mean, literally they went and signed one middle-of-the-road pitcher. It's the most quiet offseason pretty much. Them and the White Sox did. It's like they gave everybody a vacation. The Orioles think that they've got enough in their system that they were bringing guys up and can be competitive. We'll see. Yeah, they, that's their stance. They're being cheap. That's what they're doing. They're not investing at all. They're not even trying to be contenders in 2023. Well, there are lots of stories about the financials in Baltimore and a lot going on with the Orioles in that market right now. Listen, we did this a year ago in which somebody did the research on what a major pro sports city has financially, economically, in order to thrive. And Baltimore, quite frankly, doesn't make the cut. Of all the major cities that had, and Green Bay is obviously the exception, you just push it to the side. But of all the major cities in this country that have a major professional sports franchise, it was very obvious that how, you know, over 20 plus years, things happen. People move, companies get up and leave, close, et cetera. Uh, Baltimore doesn't make the cut to have as many teams as they have. And they're down to two. So now the Orioles ownership has continuously said, we're not leaving. But there are a lot of people that said, listen, if they were to reconsider, they would make a ton of money moving. And we still have Nashville sitting out there. Portland, Vegas. You know what was interesting? The Athletic is doing a deep dive on where the next two Major League Baseball expansion franchises are going to be, Mark. And they talked to a lot of people in Montreal. And the folks in Montreal, you know how we totally discounted as a laughable idea the whole split season thing with the Rays. Right. Apparently Montreal was all in on it. And they were absolutely convinced that it would not only work, but it would thrive. And when Major League Baseball, and apparently Major League Baseball kept saying, yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're with you. And then when they pulled the rug out from under it, so suddenly, apparently now the money folks in Montreal who wanted to bring Major League Baseball back have said, I got to be honest with you, I think we're like St. Louis with the NFL. I think we're done. 
So there's a couple of cities that want teams. We got a couple of stadium issues to get through. But Baltimore is on this list now. You, you have to at least acknowledge that things are not what they once were in Baltimore. Well, also the new mayor, I think it's mayor, maybe it was the governor. Because uh, like the Camden Yards lease is up after this year and didn't get renewed. But there's a pledge of like a $600 million partnership to, I don't know, make upgrades, I guess. To not only the stadium, but the area around it. Right. And And that's why they didn't want to sign a five-year extension on this lease. They want what they think could come with it. Right. I got to admit, though, if I'm a city in a state... um, yeah, I'm sorry. I I need I need a signature on a piece of paper that you're contractually obligated to stay here beyond 2023. I I mean I'm sorry I do. I, it's the city of Baltimore. I don't know if you know anything about our history, but we had a football team get up in the middle of the night and move to Indianapolis. So if it's okay with you, I know you're staying. No, I know, I know. You love you love Baltimore. You're never going anywhere. If you could just sign this little piece of paper here. Just making it so that legally obligated, you can't call a moving company. I'd really appreciate it. Is baseball not better when the Orioles are good, though? I don't know anymore. I feel like they're one of those teams, though. Really? That's interesting because they've been good for about four years in your lifetime. And I'm not being flippant. Buck Showalter had like a 2012 through 2015, you know, nice run. I think they made the playoffs three out of the four years. But in your lifetime, Felipe, it's the only time that the Orioles have been good. Well, you know, my dad grew up a Cal Ripken fan, Cal Ripken ah, Jr. There so it there is. it is. Camden Yards. And so. Camden Yards is a beautiful It is. It is. You know, area. Just yep. the ambiance of it is okay. very nice. There you go. The emotional ties once again. It's a lovable stadium. It is that. Yeah, Boog's food out in right field. Oh yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing small on Boog's menu. Nor should there be. It's a big dude. Probably a lot of fried stuff, David. Right up our alley. I say. It's a reason right there to keep the Orioles in Baltimore, Mark. The ribs. Miller and Moulton. Always. Crab cakes. Always wanting ribs and crab cakes. Right here. Where else? The Florida Sports Network.